Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. This podcast is supported by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. We've been using Active Skin Repair for a few months now, and I am seriously impressed. They use a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which is pretty much a superhero in skincare. It mimics your body's own immune response, helping to cleanse, soothe, and reduce inflammation to support the natural healing process. And let me tell you, it works for more than just scraped knees. Whether it's sunburns, rashes, or even more persistent issues like eczema or acne, Active Skin Repair has got you covered. The best part? It's totally safe and non-toxic. That means it's gentle enough for every skin type, from the little ones to grandma and everyone in between, making it the go-to for everyone in the family. I scraped my knuckle the other day while doing laundry, and my first thought was to grab the Active Skin Repair because one, it doesn't sting like other products, and two, I knew it would help me heal faster. So if you're looking for a natural, effective way to handle boo-boos, check out Active Skin Repair. And because you're a listener, you can get 20% off your order. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order, use code CLUTTERFREE. Again, that's ActiveSkinRepair.com and use code CLUTTERFREE to get 20% off your order. You're listening to The Wannabe Minimalist Show with Deanna Yates, episode number 81. On today's episode, I'm chatting with Jeannie Stith, a color expert about how to choose the right colors to wear so that we not only look fabulous, but feel fabulous. It's a topic that took me out of my comfort zone, but it was insightful, and I think you'll find it interesting too. Hey there, my wannabe minimalist friend. Welcome back to the show. As always, I'm your host, Deanna Yates, creator of littlegreenbow.com and your resident wannabe minimalist. Thank you for joining me today as we tackle the subject of color. That is the color of the clothes you wear so that you can feel amazing and all of the items in your closet can coordinate together. Now, I am a sucker for a capsule wardrobe. I love knowing that no matter what I choose to wear any given day, it will work together and I will feel good in it. I also enjoy having a neutral capsule wardrobe. It's classic, slightly edgy, and timeless. However, I know that not everyone aspires to wearing mostly black and white like me, so I invited a color expert on the show. Jeannie Stith is the founder and CEO of Color Guru, where she matches people to their ideal color palette for clothing so that they can look better, simplify clothes shopping, and create a coordinated wardrobe through her signature color cards. Jeannie is a mother of two girls and lives in Arden, Delaware. When she's not analyzing her clients' photos, you can find her hopping on rocks in the creek with her daughters, salsa dancing, or watering her current collection of 55 houseplants. Our discussion starts with looking at how Jeannie became interested in colors in the first place, and we tackle what's involved with finding the colors that will work best for you. I also pressed her when it comes to what to do when you don't like the colors that have been suggested for you in the past. 
It's a fun episode where we both challenge each other a bit. I think you're going to enjoy it, and when you are finished listening to this episode, be sure to head over to littlegreenbow.com forward slash 81 to get the show notes for today's episode with links to Jeannie's website and the discount code she offers you at the end. Again, you can find it all at littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 81. And now let's get to our conversation. Well, hey, Jeannie, welcome to the show. I'm excited to have you on the Wannabe Minimalist Show. Hi, Deanna. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. So we are going to be talking today about colors and um, what colors fit each of us. And colors are different because all of us are different. But I am curious, um, for my listeners who have not heard about you before, I would love for you to tell me more about yourself and what led you into this world of helping people find their colors. Sure. Um, well, at Color Guru, uh, which is the, the business that I started, we help people find their ideal color palette for clothing by analyzing their hair, skin, and eye color. And we do that virtually. Um, and what led me here was that I had a closet chock full of clothing that I felt like didn't look good on me and that I didn't wear very much of. <laughs> and I couldn't quite figure it out because I am uh, a very... I mean, I'm a fairly organized person. So I had kind of organized my house. I had decluttered the rest of my house fairly successfully. I mean, like I have kids, so it's not always perfect by any means, but you know, I pretty, I felt pretty happy with where we were at and my closet continued to just be a mess um, with uh, lots of clothes that I didn't wear. And um, I just got really frustrated with it. I wanted a closet where I opened my drawers and opened my closet doors and I liked it, all my options. And I didn't think that was too much to ask for, <laughs> you know? Um, but what I found was I was just in this cycle of buying and then decluttering, buying and decluttering. And um my closet would feel great right after the declutter. And I'd be like, wow, like it feels so spacious and I have room again and I've got a couple extra hangers. And, and then a couple months later, I would be decluttering again. Um, and then I started to realize I needed to come up with a system to eliminate that cycle of buy declutter. I mean, of course you want to be decluttering, you know, once in a while, but I didn't want to be decluttering like two or three times a year. I felt like my clothes should be longer lasting than that. That's how I kind of came to Color Guru. That was the beginning. It was sort of my own issue I was solving. Oh gosh, it's great. I mean, it's always wonderful yeah. to be solving your own problems. And I love what you were saying because yes, there can be that cycle of decluttering when yeah. we're not intentional really about what we're bringing into our home or that we even know what we want. And that's kind of the underlying thing there. And don't worry, we are not about perfection over here. <laughs> I actually have this thing where I don't think perfection exists. I don't really yeah. think there is such a thing because we're always growing and we are always striving for something else. We, I mean, growth really is what it's all about. Yeah. Not growing in more things, of course, but just kind of as humans, I think making ourselves better people. So don't worry, no perfection. <laughs> <laughs> 
Agreed. It's definitely not a thing. And I have an eight-year-old. You were saying you have um, two children. And, you know, yes, there is lots that goes on once you become a mom. And I think that is one of the things. So feeling good in what we wear, I think, is really important. And so this idea of going through your closet and then getting rid of the things you didn't like, but then how did you figure out what were the things that you did like or how did picking those colors simplify your life? How did that make it easier? Yeah. So it was kind of a very strategic process. I was realizing, well, if I don't want to be in this cycle of buy, declutter, buy, declutter all the time, I actually need to have some boundaries for what I do bring into my wardrobe. Because I realized most of what I was buying for clothes was just impulse shopping. I was just buying things I liked in the moment. And sometimes those things did not last the test of time. (laughs) In fact, in most cases, they didn't last the test of time. And so um, I started to get really strategic about how to choose things to wear. And it was It was really a very practical decision. Um, I came up with this idea of shopping color first because I had heard about this theory of, you know, there are certain colors that look really good on you and certain colors that don't. And I thought, well, I should figure out what colors look really good on me and then only buy those. I mean, why would I buy colors that don't look good on me if I can always wear colors that do? And then the next step of like the big aha was, Um, then I could just go into stores and focus on what looks good on me color-wise and cut my shopping time in half, which as a mom of two kids, I own a business and I um, am like active in my community and stuff like that. Like I want to look good, but I don't want it to take a lot of time. I want it to be fast. You know, even my shopping, I, I'm not uh, strolling around the mall like I was when I was, you know, in college. Um, and so when once I realized that, I thought, wow, you could walk into a store and just scan the store for your best colors and only really touch your best colors. You can't do that for any other part of dressing. And I started to kind of break down the idea of dressing. I, I started thinking like, dressing is really about color, shape, and personal style. And if you can kind of get those three things down, you can sort of master your closet. But the thing about shape and personal style is you can't scan a store for them. You'd have to like sort of lift up each garment and assess like, what is the shape of this garment? Do I like that shape on my body type, et cetera. And same with the style of the clothing, but you can sort of scan the racks for your colors. And so I started to shop that way, like what I call color first. And um, it just it eliminated a lot of the options, which felt like a really good thing. Like it created intentional boundaries for color and what I brought into my closet. Um, And then when I was starting to create the color palettes for Color Guru, once this sort of started to grow into a business, um, I was realizing like these color palettes need to be a family of colors that work together so that once you bring these colors into your closet, all your clothes coordinate together. And so that was the idea like that you look better in everything you wear, you shop more simply and your clothes coordinate. It just solved uh, so many of my issues with clothing in like just one concept. 
that I started to use it. My friends started to use it. Their friends wanted to discover their best colors and it just started to grow organically. I mean, from there, I, I put up a one page website. Now we have like, I don't know, a seven page website or something, but you know, it just sort of, it just kind of like took on a life of its own. Okay. Obviously anything we can do to cut down time Obviously, that's our biggest resource. And so I am a big fan. I love that idea of just being able to scan a store and say, yep, I'm going to go just look at that. I've always been somebody that I've always gravitated toward that kind of simple capsule wardrobe idea. That's just always been my thing. Like even shopping for clothes for back to school. Like I remember my mom saying in junior high, I would, she would take me to the mall and I could walk through the entire mall, walk through every store, and I'd be out of there in two hours and have done all my shopping and I'd be good to go. Like everything. My sister would go and she would spend two hours in each store. Like yes. we were very <laughs> different people. So I've always been very classic on just get in, get out. I've never been a big <laughs> shopper. It's probably why I really dig this minimalism thing. How do we know? Let's let's even let's just start. To how do we know what colors are good for us? Because I feel like there are colors that I am supposed to like and that are supposedly good for me, but they are not the colors that I like. Let's just even start with how do we start to find our colors? What's that process like? Well, I think the question is like, where is that supposed to coming from, right? <laughs> so like, where is that yeah. coming from? I think that we get sent a lot of messages about color that are inaccurate. One example I think about all the time is the color black. We're sort of taught like sort of this idea that black is this universal color that everybody looks good in. It's classic. Everybody needs a little black dress. What I do is called seasonal color analysis. And I can scientifically tell you that black does not look good on everybody. <laughs> black is a cool color. It's a deep color and it's a very clear color. And, and so some people who can carry off, you know, cool, deep, clear colors look great in black. And for other people like myself, actually, black drains all the color from my face. A couple things to chat about here. You asked, how can we find our best colors? And there are lots of things you can do, like quizzes online and stuff like that. Like uh, you can find warm versus cool quizzes, which means it figures out whether you have warm or cool undertones, which is helpful, especially if you're on the far side of one of the warm, cool spectrums, if you're very, very cool, or if you're very, very warm. The problem is somebody like me with those quizzes usually comes up with an inaccurate result because I have cool skin tone, cool eyes, and warm hair. And so I have some of both. But if you're far on the either side of the spectrum, like I'll just give you an example because it's kind of fun to picture. And maybe if you fit one of these, you'll know right now whether you're warm or cool, which is kind of fun. But on the far side of the cool spectrum, you have an actress like Courtney Cox. Okay. She has porcelain skin. She's got crystal blue eyes and black hair, or at least very dark brown with cool undertones if it's not black, but it ap appears to be very, very dark. And she's on the far side of the cool spectrum. So if you look just like her, you're definitely a cool, okay? <laughs> now on the far side of the warm spectrum, you have an actress like Nicole Kidman, peachy skin. I believe she has hazel eyes. If her eyes aren't hazel, let's just say they are for the, this argument, right? Hazel eyes and strawberry blonde hair. Everything about that is warm. She's a warm type. And so she looks wonderful in the spring palette. 
Courtney Cox looks wonderful in the winter palette. Winters are cools, springs are warms, autumns are warms, and summers are cools. And then we get more specific with each. We have three types of each of those seasons as well, but that's because that's what we do. So we get super specific about it, but you can just start with those four seasons, you know, and try to figure out which one you are. And again, there are some, some quizzes online with online quizzes. It's always a question of how accurate really are these results, but some people, if they're ex- on the extreme side of the spectrum, they probably will get accurate results with those. So that's one thing you can, you can try. Okay. So Let's take me, for example, I color my hair. My natural color is this darker brown. But when I was growing up, it was definitely more this kind of honey golden. So these, I would assume the honey golden is warmer. I don't know about the brown necessarily. I've always been told that I am a warmer color palette. Mm -hmm. I don't like warm colors. I like (laughs) cool colors. I love black. I love right now I'm wearing this emerald top and I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say this is a cool color, right? Is that this is, warm or cool? That's actually warm. It is. How is this warm? Yeah. How can I tell well, this is warm? I would have said this was cool. You're calling that emerald. I would call it teal. Um, okay. It looks teal, at least on the camera. To yeah. Me. Let me see if I switch my light, if it changes. Feel like you're the martyr in your family. You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Oh, yeah, it does change a little. Okay. It definitely looks greener when you switch your light than it mm-hmm. did before. It looked a little more teal blue. So emerald like that um, is a color that winters wear really well. Also springs, though, wear it okay. really well. Okay. It is considered a, a cool color, but it is a warm, it's a warmer version of blue. So I know that's okay. a little confusing, but blue is the coolest right? Blue is the coolest true color, like a true blue, like a primary blue picture. 
Okay. The primary blue from our class. As you add green to blue, it becomes a warmer version of blue, but it's still on the cool side of the color wheel. So sorry if I'm, if that sounds confusing. No, it doesn't. So as you add green to blues, you are moving closer to the warm side of the color wheel, but you're still on the cool side, but you're heading warm, right? The color you have on looks particularly good on winters and springs. And that's not typical that winters and springs share a lot of the same colors, but this happens to be one that they do share. Okay. So there's your complicated answer. Although I will say, I will say you're very um, close just from what I can see. You're very close between a summer and a spring type and summers do wear the cooler colors and springs wear the warmer colors. And so basically I would have to do the other two tests on you that we do. Mm -hmm. Warm and cool is one of three tests that we look for. Okay. And so when people get a consultation with us, they submit a minimum of five photos and we, we, look at what's consistent in those photos. And then they also fill out a questionnaire where they answer some questions about their coloring. But we would basically be going back and forth between spring and summer for you based on looking at your multiple photos, looking at you in different lighting. You know what I mean? Interesting. So because I've always been told, because my eyes are very hazel, which is very And so I've always been told that I should wear warm colors, warm, warm, warm. I hate brown. I hate, like, I hate it with a passion. And so I've always been like, well, I guess I just wear colors that don't look good on me because I go with what I prefer versus maybe what might be my best choice. So well, that's work that out. Well, that's kind of why we do the breakdown. I'm actually looking at you. And again, this is just one look at you in one type type of lighting. But I think you would fall into our uh, category that we call calm summer. Now, calm summer is the closest summer to an autumn. Okay. And the autumns are warm. The summers are cool. But what we have with the calm summer palette is it's a color palette that has It's cool based colors, but they are leaning slightly warmer than the other types of summers do. Um, That's that's not actually true because moonlit summer is in the middle. That's the coolest type of summer. Sunlit summer is on the other side. They're closer to um, spring types. And then uh, calm summer is closer to the autumn types. Because as I'm looking at you further, you have more depth than sort of a traditional spring type wood, which is closer to an autumn. Autumns wear deep, deep palette. Like, are you drawn to generally more deep colors or yes. light? Yeah, I would think so. Because <laughs> so as I'm thinking yes. through in my head, Black. doing like my, <laughs> well, I mean, let analysis. me just say like in yeah. my wardrobe, I'm very capsule. I yes. basically only have four colors in there, maybe a fifth one, if you want to call it. So I've got like black, white, denim, green and like a camely color you would look um, oh my goodness you're you're ignoring some amazing colors for you I'm gonna send you a color card Deanna because let me tell you I'm looking at you and going colors like I know it sounds like an old lady color don't judge it but like like a beautiful like mauve color it's like a pink with a little bit of purple, but it's kind of a dusty, like think of like a dusty rose sort of mm-hmm. shade. Gorgeous for you. Like it, it's, hmm. you know, one of the clues you can take for like the pinks that are right for you are look at your natural lip color. 
and hmm. kind of mimic that in your top. It always works. It always works. Natural cheek color, same thing. Like I have sort of a pinky peach cheek color. And just the other day I bought a coat. It's like a pinky peach. It matches my natural cheek color perfectly. As I was trying it on in the store, this woman walked by, she's like, that coat is perfect for you. And I was like, huh. oh, it's like my natural. And I showed her, I was like, let's find it. And we found a coat in her natural cheek color. And she was like, this is amazing. And I was like, it's just <laughs> a fun little trick. Natural lip color, natural hmm. cheek color, match them. Um, okay. And also because, because it's like that mauve color or like a dusty rose for you would be so nice because it's very contrasting to your eye color. And so hmm. If you wear a green top that's like very similar to the color of your eyes, like a greenish gold top, that will make your eye color pop. But the other thing that will make your eye color pop is the color that's opposite it on the color wheel. And so for mm -hmm. you, that would be sort of that purpley, you know, mauve, dusty rose, anything sort of in that family will look absolutely wonderful on you. Hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, give it a try. <laughs> I'll give it a whirl. I'm not, I'm not convinced, but I will give it a shot. <laughs> give it a try. At least go into a dressing yeah. room and put it on. Absolutely. <laughs> well, okay, so let's talk about that because let's say we get your color card and it's we love the colors on it. Yeah. How are you to, like, obviously we'll take it with us when we go shopping, but fashions change so much and so quickly how do you find the color when you're dealing with the it colors of the season or anything like that and i even brought with me two different olives and i'm like these are <sighs> totally different yeah so how do you go with like okay i i don't really want to go shopping in the store so i'm going to buy stuff online and i go for olive if that's a color that is good for me but then I get these two completely different colors. Actually, I'm gonna take a yeah. screenshot of this real quick because I got like yes. three greens and like yes. actually a fourth in my hanger. You do, you do. Uh, okay, That's I got great. it. That's great. And that one in the front, that deepest one, this one is the best one for you. Okay, so let's say, but I compare this with black. I mean, it gets a little... It's a neutral. You can yeah. definitely use it as a neutral. It goes with anything, which is the, yeah. the beauty of, of that sort of color. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> Here's okay. what I find. I have people on the show to take me out of my comfort zone. That is for sure. So that's where that's we are right. today, folks. Everyone listening, I'm that's getting right. a little schooled here because I try <laughs> things very simple. I'm not saying that we should go out and buy new things, but if we are going to buy a new shirt, how can we adjust it to be something that fits us and will make us feel better about ourselves? So I've gotten a lot of, I've gotten a little flack lately. Somebody said I was telling people to go out and buy stuff and that's not it, but eventually this shirt will wear out. My other shirts will wear out. Why not buy something or replace it with something that is better for me? And that's just kind of how we roll. So that's right. It's okay for you to take me out of my comfort zone and make me go try on a dusty rose top. <laughs> even if I'm not sure that's my jam. But if you think like my makeup right now, I wear yes. kind of like a purpley eyeshadow. So yes. Okay. I'm get. I'm really derailing us and I'm totally getting us off track. I can't even remember <laughs> where we were. Do you remember <laughs> where I we were? I can't remember. No. Okay. <laughs> well, then we're just going to have to switch directions because I'm okay. having a lot of fun. I'm getting schooled. And I actually, I really <laughs> like when people take me out of my comfort zone because yeah that's how we grow as humans. So that's right. color has always been something that's been a challenge for me. 
So we're just gonna go with this. Okay, so we were talking about shopping. Oh, that's what it was. Shopping to find the colors even when they may not be in season or they may not be the it colors of now. So how do we do that? We give color palettes that are pretty extensive. We give a color palette that has 35 best shades. And so for me, for example, I designed my own color palette and I ignore five of the shades on there because I just don't prefer them as colors. Like I just, I know technically they look very good on me, but I'm like, I just don't like that color though. So I I ignore it. it. I still have 30 colors to choose from. And for me, that's plenty. And I even find that I, uh, and I've heard a lot of my customers say this, they we kind of are more drawn to the darker um, and deeper colors in the fall and winter and the on, on our card, and also the lighter and brighter colors in the spring and the summer. So I even break it down further. I mean, I don't wear that many light, bright colors through the winter. I, I'm more heavily into the deeper colors um, on my card. And that just feels intuitively right to me. And I still feel like I have plenty of stuff to choose from. So when I created the cards though, I was very conscious of um, being able to find the colors in stores. Now, obviously I don't have complete control over that. And yes, there are hot colors every season where there's lots of, but the thing is there's so much available. I mean, between online shopping and shopping in stores, you can always find things available in some of your colors. Um, But, you know, when I first got my colors analyzed, it was by a retired woman who was still doing a really old system, like from the eighties. And I, I found it transformative, despite the fact that about 10 of my colors, I couldn't find in stores at all. Like they just, they just were colors from the seven leftover from the seventies and eighties, you know, um, And so one of the things when I sort of thought, man, somebody really needs to like create a new take on seasonal color analysis and like a fresh take, that was kind of what I set out to do. Um, And one of my things was uh, I kind of like had three F's. I was like, it has to be flattering, has to be findable, and it has to be a family of colors because I knew I wanted to give people something where their whole closet would start to work together. You know, for example, I used to own just every color of shoes. I mean, I own black (laughs) shoes and gray shoes and gold shoes and silver shoes for dressing up and like just a million different colors of shoes. And like just getting the shoes out, like I am a warm type. And so I wear more of the browns and the golds and, um, you know, sort of like earth toned shoes, right? Some olive maybe or something, but I don't even own black shoes anymore. And I don't want to scare anybody because you don't have to do that. Like shoes are down on your feet. They're not up against your face, but I don't find it necessary. The black shoes don't go with the rest of my closet. And that goes for jewelry, scarves, purses, everything. Now I will say the most, and and for me, that's super wonderful because when I grab a pair of pants, I know that almost every single top I own is going to match those pants. When I grab a dress, I know I have shoes to go with it. I have a purse that goes with it. I have jewelry that goes with it because I stay in my family of colors, which again is about 35 shades. Um, Now, note on that though, because I do tend to scare people with black. And in fact, I had an Instagram reel that went viral that was about not wearing black and people just, it got spread around the goth community. They thought it was hilarious because they were like, 
<laughs> they were like, but we wear black all the time. And actually they were very fun and posted a lot of funny comments and, and were very sweet. But it was very funny um, that this reel went viral because it just kind of struck a chord for people. And, but here's yeah. the thing. The most important part is what you put up against your face. Hmm. That means you can keep your black pants, even if they're not on your color card, you can keep your black shoes, you can keep your black bags, black belts, accessories, whatever. I would just say like, get that black turtleneck off of you. If it's draining the color from your face, because why, (laughs) because why drain the color from your face? If you have so many colors that can literally make you glow when you put them on. So I get a little bit, you know, I, I hate the little black dress thing. Um, I own a little teal dress and a little, well, they're not so little, but might've been a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm a men- menopausal mom at that. So like, forget the little, but anyway, I own a teal dress and I own like a, a dress that's like a deep plum color and it's absolutely wonderful. I it's lovely. So there are alternatives and there are also ways to work with the black in your closet. If you have a black dress you love, put a scarf on it that's like one of your colors. You know, if you have a sweater, I don't I don't endorse people just going through their closets and getting rid of tons of stuff after a color consultation. I think it's a great time to go through your closet and get rid of things you weren't wearing anyway. And now, you know, they're not your color too. So that's a great time to do a declutter, but work with what you have. And then slowly, like you said, as something wears out, consider replacing it with something in one of your colors. I think that best way to do this is a slow transition, but really to, with the goal of building a closet that really works efficiently and works together. I love that. Okay. We brought it back. We did good. That was awesome. (laughs) Um, No, I love that. I absolutely love that you said, this is about being intentional. It is about a slow transition. Anybody can do this. This is not about having to go out and spend a ton of money on a complete closet makeover. This is not about throwing out the things you love just because they don't match your color. Um, That scarf idea is fantastic. So different accessories, different ways to wear a piece. Um, if it's a piece that you love. So fantastic. Okay, good. Thank you. Thanks for helping calm some of our nerves over here. For being <laughs> like, I'm never going to do this because I really like my black and you're going to tell me to get rid of it. So I, I probably would. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to tell me to get rid of black. Oh, that makes me so sad. Black is like a super staple for me. I love I gotcha. it. Gotcha. But that's okay because that we can okay. dress it up. I can wear a black top right. with like an olive jacket. That's absolutely right. Because <laughs> I absolutely- do have like an olive hunter jacket kind of a thing, right? So Oh, perfect. And yeah. you know, too, it's like, you know, Bear's saying like, if you love it and it lights you up to wear it, that is the number one thing, right? Yeah. Like that's the number one thing. And we never want to say like, you know, absolutely not. You know, if you love it, that's just silly, right? So people take this as far as they want to. We certainly have some people who are very, very militant about wearing their colors and only their colors. And that's lovely. That really works for them. And then we have some people who are like, well, this is, this is their suggestion, you know? Yeah. And that's (laughs) fine too. You know, it's sort of like people take it where they, they need it to be for them. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I feel the same way about people in their homes. Like if you have a piece of furniture that you love, even if it maybe is a little too big for the space or a little too small for the space or doesn't really go, but it tells a great story for you and it makes you happy to have it, then by all means, keep it. There is no, nobody's coming to your house to say, hey, that doesn't fit. You should get it out. And nobody's coming by to tell you, hey, you're wearing that black shirt, which I told you you're not allowed to wear black anymore. I really think you should take it off. That's right. Oh, I have to tell you some, some I showed up, I showed up at a party, like back when people were having parties <laughs> pre-COVID, but I showed up at a party and I, I was doing color analysis and one of, I saw one of my friends there who I don't see very often. And she came up to me. She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm not wearing my colors. And I'm like, I am not here, here for that. Like, yeah. I am so not here for that. I, I, it does not personally bother me in any way. If someone doesn't wear their colors, I am trying to help people. If they don't feel like it is helpful, like one or two colors aren't helpful. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I feel similar in when I go to people's homes and they're like, Oh, it's a mess. Or, Oh gosh, don't look at, don't look in that corner. And I'm like, I didn't even notice that corner. Like, I really don't look around other people's homes and go, oh my gosh, they have so much stuff. Like it's hilarious because people think that's what I do. (laughs) Like when I come over and I'm like, honestly, I didn't even notice. I I, I don't like, I, that's not just because that's something that I've got going on. I talk about all the time. doesn't mean that I'm judging other people on it. So, all right. So same page. One thing I had not really thought about before, but I just saw this on Instagram. I don't know if it was earlier this week or last week or whatever. There was a girl who was, she does color analysis and she was holding up different color cards. And I'm not gonna lie, I could barely tell the difference between the colors. Like I could barely even tell the difference between the colors, let alone the change it made in her. So how granular do these colors get? Like she obviously thought there was a big difference, I didn't think there was a big difference, but in the three greens that I have here, there's obviously quite the difference. Yes. How far deviating from these colors can you get based on your color card? Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back. 
with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So, join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it. We just tell people basically to stick as close as possible to the colors on their card. And, you know, that's always a, it's a little bit of a tricky thing because it's hard to tell somebody like there might just be something that's like a little shade or two off and it's still totally fine for them. I mean, that's the thing about color, you know, you add a little bit of white to something and it's a different color. You you Mm -hmm. know, if you're mixing paints, you add a little bit of gray to something and there's endless shades of color, right? And so um, what we give people is basically the best, you know, guide that we have been able to come up with. And we've been doing this for six years online now. And, and we still occasionally tweak our shades, you know, as we go, because we always want to be learning and growing and getting better. I mean, that's just the point for us is to create the very best color palettes that are out there for people. But I think we give people a really wide range of things that they can wear really well. And, and also the things that work together, which I think is the bigger point. It's the bonus on the back end that people don't really expect. Like we get two sets of emails. The one is like a couple months after they have their consultation, they've really started wearing some of their colors and they're like, oh my God, I look so much better. And then we get the next set of emails like a year later when they're like, all my clothes coordinate. This is amazing. Like everything matches everything. And we're like, yeah, that's the part you don't expect, but that's actually the biggest benefit in my opinion, because I just used to find it time consuming to put together outfits. Um, unless I wanted a really plain closet in terms of color, which I never did. Like some people, you know, like it sounds like you might be one of them. Like you're pretty happy with like a pretty minimal amount of color in your wardrobe. Mm -hmm. I have met people like that. The majority of women I've worked with, they want a lot of color, but they're just, they're a little scared to go there because they're like, well, first of all, sort of, will it be too bright and eye-catching? But second of all, will it sort of match everything else in my closet, right? Like, how do I, how do I do this color thing in a way that makes sense and is also efficient? Because I got a little frustrated, like looking at, um, I would look at capsule wardrobes on Pinterest and stuff. And a lot of times they were just full of neutrals. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's just doesn't make me happy. Like, I'm just not a neutral girl when it comes down to it. I wanted a lot of color, but I wanted it to be easy to put things together. And, And the color palettes were just my personal answer to that. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people do stick with neutrals because it can feel tricky to put colors together. And if you don't put the right colors together you do you could feel like you look like a clown a little bit yeah <laughs> so I know a lot of people yeah. stick with those neutrals just because it does make it easier now I prefer that right now because I have never really had a very colorful palette um but that doesn't mean that I can't maybe have a better color 
um, that works with me, but I've always been a huge fan of green. Like green's been my favorite color since I was three. So it's definitely um, a lifelong love of mine. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's wonderful. Green Um, is a great color. Also (laughs) Dusty Rose. Okay, I'm gonna try it. I'm really, I'm really nervous about Dusty Rose, but I will, I will be brave and I will try it. I promise, I will. We've talked about um, how we kind of look at color, how far we can kind of deviate from these colors. Obviously, the fact that anything we try in life is up to our own personal comfort level and our own personal desire for how far we want to push anything. Of course. One other thing that might make people scared about trying a different color palette is what are the things, are there things about us personally that can change that make us change color? Like if I dye my hair, does that make a big difference? I mean, I know my skin tone's not going to change. My eyebrow color is not going to change. But are there things like that that we should be looking out for that might make a big difference in us? Or maybe we've done that before. Maybe we've had a color that we really liked and thought looked good on us, but we have changed different things about us. That's a great question. And um, if you do an extreme hair color change, um, like if you were to dye your hair black, let's say, yes, it could very well change your color palette. Usually if you're just doing highlights or something, it typically doesn't. If you're sticking within a couple shades of your natural color, then it typically does not change your colors. Um, People ask a lot, what if I let my hair go gray? Can that change my color palette? And I, I, I tell them, yes, it can. But actually, often it doesn't because gray is a natural hair color change. And so typically it sort of works with what what your pattern has been for your whole life. I mean, we see people who are blonde as children, their hair turns brown when they, you know, get into middle age and then their hair turns gray and they're the same colors their whole, their, that whole time. And the other question we get a lot is like, what if you're one of those people who's like fair in the winter, but then deeply tans in the summer? Um, It's an interesting question, but the answer is, you know, your undertones don't change and any good color analysis analysis (laughs) should be based on your undertones. And so we're looking at the undertones of the skin. We're not looking at, is she fair or tan? We're looking at what are the undertones in the skin tone? And so those are something that always stay the same. Well, Jeannie, this has been wonderful. And I could probably talk to you about color all day because it is definitely an area that I am not super secure in, obviously. So um, I just really appreciate that you have come on and you have shared so much knowledge and information. And I know that my listeners are going to want to find out more about you, especially if they are interested in color themselves. So where can people find you? So you can find me on Instagram at your color guru, G-U-R-U at the end there. And then um, I'm also, uh, my website is yourcolorguru.com. And uh, I actually have a special offer today, which is 10% off. Uh, it's a coupon code. So if you put in the coupon code minimal, you will get 10% off of any color consultation. That's great. Um, okay. so. I always like to end every interview with four rapid fire questions. I've recently added one one in. So the first one is, what does living a life of intention mean to you? So living a life of intention means um, really focusing on the things that matter, 
in, in my life. And so I'll give you a quick example. Like we uh, send our girls to a school that is in walking distance. It's a school that we pay for, but we like walking them to school. Like it's really important to us to walk to school and just have that like daily routine. And it's something that we're willing to pay to in order to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so like living a life with intention is sort of like that. Like we are, I guess where we put our money and where we put our time aligns with our values. Yeah, that's great. Absolutely. I absolutely agree. Um, okay. Question number two, what has been your favorite simple pleasure, pleasure this week? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, I actually just love, um, having a girlfriend over for coffee. I have a couple friends in walking distance and I have a wood stove that I got last year that I am obsessed with. It's like a wood stove with a big glass so that you can see the fire. And there is nothing I love more than like having a girlfriend over making her a cup of coffee or tea and sitting in front of the wood stove and just connecting. So nice. Yeah. Number three, what is some of the best advice about life or colors or clothing that you would like to share today? Just one piece. It's definitely not the best advice, but one of the best pieces of advice. No, it's the best. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Trends are not your friends. That's Ah. my saying. Trends are not your friends. And it's really true. When you really get a sense of what works on you color-wise, what works on your your body type, which I do really encourage um, people getting to know their body type, because for me, it really helped me love my body in a different way. When I learned how to dress it in a way that felt really good to me, I was like, oh, wow, I don't actually want to change it anymore. I don't want Mm -hmm. someone else's body. I want this body because now I kind of know what to do with it. So I really encourage that. And I was very resistant to that in the beginning. Um, I did not want to label my body as like a type, but, mm-hmm. uh, actually I am a total convert, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, trends are not your friends. Just ignore it. Find what works for you. Stick with that period done. Oh, so nice. It works so well with this minimalist life I've got yeah. going on over here because I yeah. agree. Find what works for you. Trends are there to keep you on the hamster wheel of buying. Hmm. That's it's simply that it is a marketing tactic. Trends were invented to keep you buying. Oh. And so if you look at it that way, you can just go, yeah, I don't need those trends. They're going to next season. If I follow the trends, this top I bought is going to be out. That's mm-hmm. ridiculous and yeah. wasteful, right? And wasteful. Yeah. Yep. Oh. yeah. And then the last one kind of similar to the second one, but what is making you happy right now or just in this season of life? Because life is full of seasons. Hmm. Besides my wood stove, <laughs> which I'm obsessed with, what is making me happy in this season of life? Um, I think I'm just appreciating going places again. You know, um, there was just that period of time where I, where we really felt so restricted and, um, social events just weren't happening and it's still not a hundred percent back to normal. You know, it's winter here now on the East coast and people aren't really having the holiday parties and stuff, but, but I feel like there have been some things that are happening again. And, and I really appreciate those things. Um, yeah. It's been a whirlwind couple of years. Who knew this is the thing we would be excited about, right? Yeah. Just being able to have a human, a different human in your house. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Whoever thought that would be a thing. So absolutely. Well, Jeannie, like I said, this has been a fantastic interview and I really appreciate your time and your energy and everything you brought to the show today. So thank you again. We'll make sure we have links to your website, your Instagram, and that offer on our show notes. So if you didn't get a chance to write it down, make sure you check that out. She is offering a 10% off, um, anything that she offers on her website if you use the code minimal so make sure you type that in and have a wonderful rest of your day thank you so much what do you think do you love the clothes in your closet or do you think you might be missing out on some colors i'm still not totally sold on dusty rose but when i find myself in need of replacing an item in my closet i'll try it on in the dressing room that much i can do but that does not mean that i need to buy it or add it to my closet If I love it, then great. And if not, it's easy enough to pass up. However, I love how Jeannie challenged me during our conversation. And I believe that we all need to be challenged every now and again in order to grow in life. Now, I would absolutely love to hear what you thought about this episode and what you think about shopping color first. Do you know what colors look good on you? And is that even important to you? Come on over to the Wannabe Minimalist Family Group on Facebook and let me know your thoughts. I also want to know what podcasts you love to listen to or if there are any guests you'd like me to book on the show. I am all ears. You can join the Facebook group, send me a DM on Instagram or tag me in a story. I'm little.green.bow on Instagram or send me an email. My contact information and the show notes for today's episode are on my website at littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 81. Again, that's littlegreenbow.com slash 81. And before I sign off, I'd love to ask for you to leave a review of the show. That's how I'm able to book more guests, but more importantly, it's how I know what you want to hear and which episodes have been your favorite. Your reviews and your comments help me make the show better and I read each and every one. All right, that takes care of our show for this week. Join me next week for a solo show where I will discuss my thoughts on minimalism. It's been a while since I laid it all out there, so be sure to check it out. Cheers, I will see you then. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.